Book Club, where we talk about Warhammer 40k books, the lifeblood of so many of the fun stuff in Warhammer. Before we start, if you would like to support us, check out patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous, where you can get bloopers, bloopers... Oh boy! <laughs> Speaking of bloopers, I, I we for- haven't had one of these in a while. I keep forgetting the the intro. Access um, to the Discord bloopers if they happen. The fifteen dollar tier gets you access to all of our HD digital posters. It's great. Is that what you meant? Um, yeah, you know this better than me. <laughs> I have to do it more often than you, so you know. All right, all right, you, you did it. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yes, so do all that stuff. Also go to Orchidate.com, in, link in the description, to get yourself merch and the new posters as well. All the great stuff. Thank you. Thank you all of you for supporting us and really appreciate it. Oh, that junk in the trunk Venom crawler. That's going on the wall. There's junk, all right. <laughs> chaos junk. Oh, yeah, there's some chaos junk in that trunk, all right. Yes, sir. Um. All right, DK. So it's been a bit since we've done a book club, and yeah. the only reason for it is because we just were slow. Yeah, yeah. I'm brain too smooth. Can't read. Uh, we we pulled a bit of a Dorn and just forgot to read. You know. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Just <laughs> I can't even say we got busy. We just we just forgot. <laughs> yeah. We're being totally honest. Yeah, um, we, you know, we, we we had some stuff going on. You you have quite the busy schedule. You have a lot of hats that you have to wear, and you know, Shy and I and Slap are doing uh, unidentified signals. So a little bit of it is we kind of got a little busier than we thought we would, but also kind of forgot. I was going to say like, yeah, you guys are pretty busy too, and I didn't know if you would be like, you'd be like, oh, not me, ha ha ha. Well, you know, you know, well, you know, you know, you know, you know, it it really didn't add that much to my schedule. I'm sure it added a ton to shy schedule. Me? Nah, just lazy. All right. Well, (laughs) fair fair enough, I guess. Um, (laughs) I guess. Book Club. Eisenhorn. The first book of Eisenhorn known as Xenos. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not uh, you know, uh, uh, usual for everyone. This is a book club, so we are we are talking about the whole book, so it's all spoilers, all um, of it. But it's before, also a lot of opinions. If we don't like it and you loved it, that's okay. Your opinion is still fine, or vice versa. If we loved it and you hated it, that's okay too. It's opinions, man. We've all got them. In that case, uh, quick thirty second thoughts on the book. Thirty second review. Um, okay. Uh, I thought it was basically, uh, Warhammer 007. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like it was maybe overhyped a little bit because I didn't, I wasn't like, whoa, uh, thrilled with it, but still very solid. Enjoyed it. Would recommend, uh, 7.5 out of 10. I, I about agree with you on most of that. Um, I think I think that maybe Eisenhorn as a character is what's hyped and maybe because he also has a lot of books. Um, ah, he, he is not he, he has a I don't think it's as many books like Gaunt's Ghost or anything like that, but he kind of has a similar vibe mm-hmm. or like, you know, there's, there's a you know, there's a constant joke where Caiaphas Kane uh, like who can Caiaphas Kane be in a fight? And it's like, does he have <laughs> Jurgen? No, it's, uh, the question is always, does he have Jurgen? And I'm and I'm like, Jurgen was was pretty cool in the first book, but like, he wasn't like crazy cool. But I guess he gets really built up in the future. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, but yeah, no, it, it, it literally, it, this was 40K James Bond. We're talking the torture slab and everything. To like, a T, it was James Bond, yeah. Got the Bond girl even, which is a blank, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Right. It's true. Uh, yeah, with Beck, Beckwin? Yeah, Elizabeth Beckwin. This is one of the few books I actually really remember the names of because I uh, was quite invested. Yeah, the amount of times I mixed up Beckwin and Betancourt was tremendous. All was, the time. It was a lot easier when he said Midas, his first name. Yeah, I was like, oh, please just keep calling him Midas. If you if you keep saying Betancourt and Beckwin, I, oh boy, it's going to be real awkward for that poor pilot. So, um... Yeah, no, I, I'd say that Eisenhorn was pretty darn good. I, I mm-hmm. think one of the reasons I liked it as much as I did, I, I'd probably go a little bit higher than your seven and a half. I'd probably go like a like an eight or eight and a half. Um, Fair enough. Mainly because, how do I describe this without sounding like an asshole? <laughs> um, <laughs> Just do it, man. Just rip right. it off like a Band-Aid. Let him have it. Let me have it. I think 40K writers at times will like go into the I'm writing a 40K book. And so I'm always really, (laughs) really happy whenever someone writes a 40K book. That's just something else with a 40K paint coat. And it's it's like why I love Bloodlines so much because it's just Blade Runner 40K. Yeah. Um, yeah. Assassin Norm Kingmaker was just Mission Impossible 40K. And this is Mm -hmm. just James Bond. Yeah, you, you, we've all had more than enough space marine civil war uh, fighting giant demons of chaos with their giant bolters for the emperor. This for the emperor. It's it's nice to have sort of a palate cleanser where you can just be something else in the forty k universe. I uh, I also I mean it's really James Bond too like a, a lot of the yeah. villains are the usual conniving uh, enemies <laughs> but they even had an Emperor's Children Marine as like the odd job like the big muscle uh, guy yeah he technically was wasn't he man yeah. Mandragor Mandragor yeah uh, yeah 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 Emperor's Children glad to see you glad for the Emperor again yeah sure sure. They did a good job with describing the Emperor's children. They always talked about, like, pallid, stretched skin and perfume. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Uh, Um, I I like how he almost got, like, uh, (laughs) it seemed like he was going to get corrupted just by looking at the runes that were crafted on his armor and the jewels. And he's like, I had to look away. Otherwise, I don't know. I was going to go crazy. And I was like, dang, chaos is wacky. Just the runes on the armor will get you? Sheesh. The runes in the armor got Beckwin. She was, like, freaking out from it. Oh, I thought she was just freaking out because she could, like, feel chaos. Well, I guess it was the runes, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I and think it just all unsettled her very greatly. I do wonder. Uh, I don't know when this book was released, but... So, after reading... Well, okay, well, first things first. Um, this was written by Dan Abnett. Uh, mm. Dan Abnett, best known for the Gaunt's Ghost books. Yeah. Um, and arguably one of the more popular uh, 40k writers out there. Um, he, a lot him and like um, you know Aaron Densky Bowden and a few others. Yeah. Um, this was narrated by Toby Longworth, which I've grown to really like. Uh, I think his narration is really good, with the exception of some kind of odd editing. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed that, but sometimes his uh, statements would kind of feel like like they would start and then it would be like dead silence of nothing, 
and then it would restart again, but he would have like his vocals uh, have ah. a, a little bit of background sound, and it was like it was edited a little funky. You know, maybe because I don't know. With, with some forty k books, I tend to find the pacing a little weird. Um, but like for this one specifically, I actually listened to it on Audible at like one point two speed. Uh, specifically because I was like, man, the, the like some of the pacing seems weird, and like there were some breaks, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna try to listen to this at one point two, and actually, I I didn't lose much. It didn't sound like it was going too fast. It sounded like it was going at like a normal pace. So I do kind of think I picked that up a little bit. But also in 40k books, they spend a lot of exposition describing stuff, and where I'm just like, all right, come on. All right, I get it. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it is a cold, dank, dark world that reminds you of the cold, dank darkness of uh, an awful winter's night that is so dreary and dark and decrepit. I'm like, all right, come on, come on, come on. Let's 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 move this along. I don't have all night here. And so, yeah, it, that, that is interesting. Um, I guess he is one of the. No, actually, I don't think he's that slow of a reader. I, I think of like um, Andrew Wincott, who did the Night Lords trilogy, like he is slow, but it's like savory slow. So I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, I feel like for the Night Lords, you kind of need that because it's like that sort of like, you know, you want to really savor every cut type deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually really started liking Toby Longworth's um, uh, narration. Um, I think he just does a lot of really good voices. Uh, he struggles mm. a little bit with, um, with women, but that seems to be a, a constant when it comes to characters um with with like with like male vas it's just kind of difficult normally they go the route of like the soft spoken voice yeah um but um i actually just read uh as soon as i put down eisenhorn i was like damn that was good and i immediately opened up the second gaunt's ghost book and started listening to it because it was also (laughs) by toby longworth and i was like oh yeah this is where i've heard him from as well um but you know no, what I, think- I just found out this morning, actually, is that uh, this book has a video game based on it. It's literally called Eisenhorn Xenos, and you can play it. And I guess it's like the book in game form. Really? Yeah, it's on Steam. I was like, what the hell? Because I, I, I Googled it this morning because I was like, oh, I forget who writes, uh, who who wrote uh, Xenos. Well, what's his name? And so I Googled it. It's like, oh, it's of course, it's Dan Abnett. I know that name. And then, I, and then there was like a Steam page for it. And I was like, what the? There's a Steam page for it. Oh, what my God. The? You're right. 2016. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the screenshots don't look great, but it exists and you can play it. And I was like, what the hell? I, a part of me kind of wants to buy it and like see what it's all about like yeah. I, I actually can't find it on steam um i i don't i can't find it on steam but the uh yeah you're right it is it wow that's crazy i i um that's actually hilarious that you mentioned that i did i didn't i not even know that but you're right it does not look good no um, <laughs> it uh, doesn't that's actually that's actually a side point okay have you have you saw the 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 cover art for this book right yeah, it had the Arbides on it, right? It did, and I, right? It's kind of weird. I was ex- yeah, I was expecting Fishig to be a huge part of this book when they're like, oh yeah, Fishig is going to accompany you because he knows all about, um, I guess it was hubris at first, and then it's just, well, he's just a great companion to have. I was like, well, he's that's got to be the Arbides on the cover, so he is going to be you know, a major player in the character. And it's like, no, he gets injured when the fake Navy uh, uh, guardsmen show up, and he has 
a role here and there, but nothing that deserves a cover spot. Like, it should be Beckwin on the cover with him. It, I was going to say, I imagine it should have been either Beckwin or Betancourt. Yeah, um, One absolutely. of those two should have been on the cover. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit bizarre, but... uh. But yeah, no, so the, the book, I actually do think is pretty good. I like Eisenhorn. I think oh, he's yeah, sure. uh, I think he's a pretty good character. He's it, it's it's interesting to see how things were written back when. Um, because you know, Dan Abnett wrote Gaunt's Ghost, and that was kind of back in the day when space marines were considered to just be more powerful humans and not like <laughs> demigods. Right. Yeah. So you you'd have Gaunt's ghosts like shooting up space marines tabletop style. Um, mm-hmm. and Eisenhorn granted did get his ass pretty heavily kicked by, by Mandragore. Um, he, he won by the classic James Bond, like, uh, outwitting yeah. him type thing. Yep. yep. He made him, uh, touch the necrotuke and that made him just go blank eyed at all of the possibilities of chaos. And then ah! yeah, his cut his head off. Yep. Um, but for the most part, I gotta be honest, uh, Eisenhorn gets his ass kicked a lot in this book. He does! Eisen, for for being the titular character of the book, M- man gets whooped on a whole lot, especially for being, like, a pretty good, uh, he's pretty good with his mind, he's pretty good with the Force, with his, with his psyker powers. He's a pretty competent, um, he's a pretty competent, uh, why am I drawing detective, a blank? On? Inquisitor. Detective, inquisitor. Why? I could. I was like it. Invest. No. Inquit. Yeah. Inquisitor. Uh. Yeah. For being a pretty adept inquisitor, he gets worked over a lot. He gets. He got tortured pretty horribly. Oh, horribly. He can't smile anymore. He can't make. He can't emote anymore. Which I I won't lie is kind of funny. Um. <laughs> I I just I do like the, the concept that he's just isn't allowed to smile which just sounds like an inquisitor thing in general that's Um, true that sounds like a plus for an inquisitor that you can't show emotion also total total side note someone made the characters in the book from into darkest dungeon and i just think it's super cute Uh uh-oh oh i think my discord just Oh, yep. Discord just crashed. Wait, wait, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh my god, DK I haven't stopped my recording, Shai. You just gotta edit this because my Discord <laughs> what crashed. What did I do? What did I do, DK? What it's okay. happened? It, my Were Discord so crashed. by the Darkest Dungeon characters that you <laughs> died? No, my Discord crashed. So so we don't we don't have to, like, uh, redo anything. My recording was still... But my Discord crashed, so sorry. Um, but, man, the Darkest Dungeon thing looks great! I love that! I know. I You know... An unsung hero of this book, Amos. I loved Amos. He was oh, just a, Amos, yeah. yeah he's just an old man who really likes knowledge. It's just knowledge. He's a fun guy. Yeah. yeah Good they, for him. It really, I, I think that's one of the reasons I like this book so much is that the, the cast of main crew were all very likable. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. I do think they, they maybe undersell Beckwin's blankness. I think this maybe was in the old days yeah. where being a blank just meant you kind of turned off psychic and not made psychers want to shoot themselves. That um, was something I noticed. I was like, shouldn't more people be really unsettled by Beckwin? Because, like, just sort of being around one makes people, like, sick and vomit, don't they? Like, in current 40K times, like, it makes you, like, nauseous and and very, very get the 
away from me. Like it, it would be very hard to be a pleasure girl whilst also being a blank. Like you wouldn't make much money that way, would you? I mean, I think. Well, one, you, uh, you probably just. I mean, I don't know how many people go <laughs> to get a pleasure girl and they're like because they're having a great time. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it also. I don't have a I don't have much of a of a basis for this, but I feel like blanks maybe is like a thing that has a certain strength to it because I know oh. um, that wacky skull helmet the assassins use is like amplifies their power, which mm. makes them just re- like completely sucked life from people. Yeah, so it could just be like a, she's not as powerful as a blank as some, but. Yeah, I they, they kind of they, they kind of mentioned blocking it. out. She was blocking out Chaos Space Marine. She was blocking out Inquisitors. Uh, she blocked out uh, Pontius. So like she's she, she's got some she's got some guff. She's got some girth to her blankness. There's a the her aura wasn't particularly strong, and and people seem to start to like her, which is uh maybe yeah. just go. I don't know. It's it's not too important. Um, yeah, it's book stuff. It's fine. Even if you know whatever. That being said, I think they really glazed past uh, Eisenhorn telling her about her condition. It was like a paragraph, mm. and I was like, holy! This would have been a very very big character development moment, but they just went <laughs> yeah. right past it. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, they do spend a, yeah, they do spend, like, criminally little time on it, because suddenly she's like, oh, yeah, the the reason my life has been so miserable and nobody wants to really connect and get close to me is, isn't because I'm a terrible person, it's because I'm a blank. Great. There was nothing I could have done. I just got Delta kind of sort of shit hand. Well, not just that, but you're going to live the rest of your life with people hating you for no reason. Yeah, for and, no like- reason. Nothing you can do about it. Just, eh. Uh, I, I, I we talked about it a little bit after the filming yesterday's episode. Um, the book opens pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> that is the understatement of the week. <laughs> I, I <laughs> pretty like, dark. <laughs> I, I hope you don't. I hope you don't have like a claustrophobia thing because the Ooh. entire opening, it's like, yeah, this chaos guy is going to uh, reawaken all of these high nobles stasis pods and not do it properly. And they're all just going to suffocate in their coffins. They're like, Oh my God. And they all died. They all died. Couldn't save a single one. Couldn't save a single one as he's running past them. And Oh boy. Yeah. They, yeah, all of them. We, we do get ourselves his, his titular line. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my patience is not limitless, unlike my <laughs> authority. My authority. Oh, man. That's it's, that uh, is that is one for the ages. That is a quote for the ages. It is a extremely inquisitor quote. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly thought Iclone was going to last longer. Like, I didn't think he was actually going to get him by the end of like the hubris section. Like, a part of me thought that like the whole book was just going to be him going after iClone and trying to find iClone because he killed Vibin, you bastard. Um, and then he killed all these people and it was like, oh, it's just going to be this hunt for iClone. But he 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 gets him. He does. He puts a gun in his mouth and blows his head off. Yep. With Vibin's um, gun. Or I guess it was the gun that Vibin specifically made for him. It's like a ganger gun. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the book is just that detective story. It's 
find mm-hmm. this guy, go find this person, get get caught by this person. There's a secret thing here. There's a little bit of a mystery here. We're going undercover. Hey, Beckwin, go eat these crackers and cheese. And <laughs> tr- that was one of my favorite parts was her just being like, oh, truffles, please. <laughs> To show that, yeah, yeah, to to really put on the illusion. Yeah, I'll take this fine dish with the truffles and the wine and the and 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 uh, Eisenhorn gets a good laugh out of it because of how like pious she seems. I I must say I really liked a good. I, I think the book went down a point for me. I, I think it was a too. It was like an hour too long. I'm actually surprised they. Uh, what was the name of the guy who tortured him again? I forget. Uh, Gorgon Locke. Locke. I was actually shocked they got Locke. Yeah. I, I thought I thought the climax of the book was going to be the Mandragore fight and that whole thing on the lava planet and throwing the Necrochuk in there. And then we mm-hmm. were getting into like the falling action with um the the Inquisitors meeting up. I genuinely was like, there's an hour and a half left here. What 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 are we gonna do? What what's happening yeah. left? Yeah. I I also felt like every time they came upon like a sort of climactic fight where it's like oh yeah we finally found um Oberon or oh we finally found the fight seemed really anticlimactic like when he gets to Locke it's like oh it's this bastard oh he he tortured me oh I got to get him it's like well uh I made my way up to him he was shooting at us I got some cover fire and then I shot him a couple of times and he died and it's like oh I think lo- I think a pillar it? fell on Locke, didn't he? Oh yeah, a pillar did fall on him. He got shot a couple times, and then a pillar. Yeah. After he gets the uh, he gets the translator tool from him. Yeah, the the primer, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. In- interesting little end bits with the demon host too. Um, yeah, and you know what a demon host is. You play Dark Tide. Oh man, <laughs> I was like. <gasps> Be silent, be silent, don't talk, don't wake it up, don't wake it up, don't wake it up, put a sail buzz, away, buzz, be quiet, buzz, 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 I hate it. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually, it, it's a little fascinating, too, because, you know, that was, like, set up throughout the entire book was the man with the dead eyes. And yeah, he was, he was dreams, yeah. Yeah, and he was just one of the radical inquisitors' servants, sort of, kind of, which, which is a common thing. Uh, radical inquisitors sometimes do work with demon hosts. They do. They do. Um, in fact, you can run a demon host uh, miniature on the tabletop. Um, <laughs> oh, crap. That reminds me. Eisenhorn has a mini. Oh, does he? It's actually good, too. Oh. Oh, yo. That is really good. It's it's relatively recent. Yeah, it's actually Whoa. solid. Wow. That's that's a great mini. It's uh, it's pretty good, right? And that is I, exactly how I imagined him looking. Actually, he looks pretty angry. <laughs> yeah, it's like he can't smile or something. Um, I actually that's a solid segue. Um, so you can run him on the tabletop, and I and I will say it's he's got a pretty good um set of rules. Mm. Uh, for example, he has his uh psychic attack, which is called mind assault. Uh, which is awesome, but he has a, an ability called Dominate Will, and which I also <laughs> really like how they they were able to tell us that whether he was using psychic powers or not by just the phrase "I'm using my will." I'm like, oh, good, okay, now I know. Yep, he's 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 doing the old psycho stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it basically makes it so that if uh, people are near him, you can roll a dice and uh, they will like shoot worse or not shoot at all, which yeah. is really handy. Um, I will say. He does have this other ability that makes me wonder if there's some 
shenanigans going on in the future. Okay. Called Malice Codicium, which is while this model is leading a unit, if there is any demon hosts in that unit, double their attacks. So make oh. them so make them better. Oh, you th- you think that maybe in the future Eisenhorn is going to get maybe a little radical? Uh, or at least have to work with a demon host or something? Because I'm surprised that he's making the demon hosts stronger. Yeah, you would think if anything, he would want you would want to give him a power that made them weaker because he's going after, uh, I forget what the demon host name is. He has a name, it's like Cherubiel or something, but yeah, you would think Cherubiel, he would want, yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, you'd think he'd want to make them weaker. Ooh, yeah, a little interesting. Little interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has to work with the uh, blank-eyed demon host at some point. He might not want Maybe. to, because yikes, but he might have to. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. The the other mm. two books in the, if I'm not mistaken, there is the three in the Eisenhorn trilogy. Um, and it is, and it's all the names of the orders. It's, uh, there's Xenos, Malleus, and Hereticus. Um, ah, those that are the, makes the, sense. The, yeah, those are the, the three. Um, but there's also, uh, oh, wow, yeah, Xenos came out in 2001. Wow, really? That's 22 years old. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Well, we could have a drink with this book. uh, My friend. Um, So it turns (laughs) out that uh, that is not the original cover of the book was the Arbides guy. It was this. Oh. And I love it. Oh! (laughs) That is so much more James Bond. (laughs) That is so 2001 as well. Like, that is the most, most early 2000s book cover I've ever seen. And I love it. That oh, is, they should have just kept that one. That is hilarious. Uh, okay. That's, that's, that is a much better cover. I wonder why they chose to put the Arbides on the cover in the, in the new one. Like, why is Fishig on there? I don't know. I'm assuming but, uh, it's Fishig anyway. But yeah, so there's the three Eisenhorn books, and then there's a few others after that, and then there's the Beckwin stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it's there's not a lot to talk about with the book overall besides just, it's just generally well-written. Um, yeah. The characters yeah. are likable. The The story was intriguing and interesting. I was curious. Oh, I will say, the the Xenos race was really cool. Oh yeah, the Zathuri, Scythe, something. But yeah, yeah weird name. Yeah, they had a really strange name, and and they just they can like they don't have vision, but they have like super sensory like hearing and smell to the point where they can distort reality off of it, and it's like okay, sure. And just looking at their architecture kind of sort of makes you a little crazy because it just shouldn't work, but it does. I I will say I I was really really happy with how they moved because they moved mm. in complete asymmetry, which is fa- is fascinating because um there is actually a story of a Slanesh character called the Mask of Slanesh that's been doomed to dance for all eternity, and Ooh. so when you think about them being Slanesh corrupted. Having a weird, distorted, never-ending motion of asymmetry is, like, totally Slanesh. It makes complete sense, yeah. They walk around on silver stilts. They're, like, crab people, like, asymmetrical crab people on stilts. They're so weird and strange and just so chaos. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty darn... 
Pretty darn good. It's, it's pretty, pretty, darn pretty good. nice. It's it's pretty good. They're pretty crazy with their little tetrascapes and weird shapes and and they have weird little slave people too that they weren't sure if that was a separate race or if it was just like I don't know maybe they enslaved their own people. They're weird. They're weird. Yeah, that was actually something that I felt like could have been uh, expanded on a little bit more. Yeah. Because they play a big part at the end, because once uh, they're sort of freed from it, they literally start eating the Zaruthi and like, ooh, and stabbing them with the stilts. And it's like, oh, I guess I guess they were slaves? Air qu- I, 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 maybe? Yeah, I don't know necessarily if that was one of those things that is, it should have been set up more, or it's better that it wasn't set up more, because it would have been kind of, it's nice to kind of do a whole, uh, hey, crazy Xenos culture, don't know anything about them. Just what, like, there's a whole background of them that we don't know about because we don't care because we're inquisitors and we care more about bombing them to hell and back. Yeah. I, and, and I, I think they kind of say that, don't they? Where it's like, yeah, with, with most Xenos, I think it was one of the radicals, like, oh, yeah, you know, most of the time you crazy inquisitor just like, oh, kill the Xenos and you never give them a chance and they might be good. And, and with the Zathuri, he's just like, Nah, this time you're right. You probably should kill them all. They're oh. they're so far gone. You got no chance of saving these assholes. Okay, that's hilarious. You say that because um, it wasn't the Inquisitor. It was the guy they interrogated, uh, um, and the other radical Inquisitor removed all his skin. Oh, right, that which, was Malahite. Which I think is so funny because uh eisenhorn <laughs> yeah. enters the room with the same gusto of someone who like like dropped his a tea kettle and he's like god damn it you, yeah. you you took his skin off god how am i gonna talk to him get get out get out <laughs> that's exactly the energy dude that is a hilarious <laughs> that is exactly and it's just like oh god not again i leave but, you alone yeah. for two seconds and you take all his skin Damn it! And I know, like, I know it's a little bit more than that because he like put a gun to his head and everything. But yeah. it's just so funny to me the way he <laughs> spoke like that. It's like, ah, again with this, <laughs> you damn radicals! Leave you alone for two seconds, all his skin is gone. Jesus! All this damn guy's skin. <laughs> Not again! Ah, I mean, they do manage to get some good info out of his skinless husk corpse before he uh, blows up into a demon. <laughs> Bro, when when he does that mind stuff when with the two inquisitors, oh, that is like he turns into a blood cyclone that is just eyeballs and bones, and it's like, oh, what the hell, man? What is what in that? What the what is that? Tur- turns out, uh, you can actually do a pretty darn good job at uh, at holding back your your opponents. When you have when you without even needing a bomb, your bomb is the warp. Yeah, I was that was a crazy scene. I, yeah, that's and he's like, Yeah, that's gonna stay with me for a while. It was, uh, it is pretty, it was pretty fun. I, I like that yeah. whole, despite the fact that I think the book is a little overly long. Uh, Agreed. I did like that ending scene. I actually kind of wish Locke lived. I think he would have been a, a better, um, like, late game, so to speak, villain of, yeah. like, the next book with his fucked up lip and everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and he was the one that tortured him so it gives a little more credence to him as a villain because you know they've had that sort of I don't want to say intimate moment together I mean it might have been intimate for Locke but I'm sure uh, Eisenhorn has (laughs) a little different description of it but yeah it feels like there's more stakes to to finding and getting Locke and paying him back rather than just oh he got crushed by a boulder after I shot him a couple times like that just felt it it didn't feel like enough of a payoff for that type of villain okay there's a there's there's a leaf blower outside (laughs) (laughs) i was like is a truck is a truck driving by it's a little it's a little close yep i've been there done that got the t-shirt yep no you got a t-shirt from it huh (laughs) yeah totally it says blow yourself (laughs) nice thanks um yeah though i i mean i am if anything, what it has done more than more than anything is make me want to read the other books because I I think I'm I'm very invested in these characters. I mm. didn't get as invested in characters like this since the Bloodline, not Bloodlines, um, since Gaunt's Ghosts, yeah. and uh, you know the Night Lord's books are over. Um, but it made me both want to read more of the Gaunt's Ghosts because I I miss that feeling of really being excited to listen to uh characters. Yeah, but but also just generally be happy to see people do well, you know, and it makes me really worried because I know they're not going to survive, at least some of them. Yeah, it's 40K. One one of one of the gang is probably going to to suffer a very tragic, awful death that's going to really spurn on Eisenhorn to just go in and maybe be a little radical to get his end game goal you know because hey you gotta do what you gotta do i gotta use all the tools that may uh, uh that are available to me so yeah but i i i also want to hear more from the gang uh, you know because together they're like they're just really they're really good together i so. think that that might be one of the um one of the things that i miss is stakes mm. there there isn't a lot of the novels we read there is a lot of obvious obviousness that no one's going to die like, yeah, um, you know, especially when it comes to name space marines and all that kind of stuff, you know that <laughs> any peril is just not going to happen. This is just like an inquisitor and a whole bunch of of his of his retinue. Yeah. And there's a darn good chance that uh that, you, that he just doesn't make it. And yeah. that kind of I mean, I know he has more books about him and everything, but like there's a, his group might not. And that yeah. is worrying. And you don't know what might happen to Eisenhorn along the way. Like, he could get tortured again. He could lose an arm. He could lose a leg. Any number of horrible things could still happen to him, even though he's the main character. So he even he's got certain stakes that, you know. I I know that, for example, I know that the Gaunt's Ghost books, despite them, um, also, you know, Dan Abnett and everything, despite them all having uh, minis, the big six of them, yeah. I know that they're not all alive. And so I'm I'm very much dreading like the oh, oh no. no when's Which it gonna one happen is it? oh no yeah yeah so and that's that's good I miss I miss that like emotional feeling of of fear for characters which I don't get a lot in 40k because they're all demigods or primarchs and they'll never die yeah they've they've got that plot armor usually space marines do but you know yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh yeah, I I really liked uh Eisenhorn. I think it is absolutely just James Bond in, in 40K, but I am totally okay with that. 
Yeah. And even if you're like me and you're like, oh, but I like Space Marines. And there's still some of that. Like, there's still Mandragore. Uh, they get a, a Death Watch Space Marine towards the end that has a has a fight with another Emperor's Children guy. And you still get that, too. So even if that's your cup of tea, you still got you still got a little bit of that sprinkled in. I, I would like to hear uh, our comment section's opinions if they have read the other books. I'd like to know if they are like, oh, yeah, no, this is, um, you know, it, it's a good starting point, but it gets re- like Eisenhorn becomes a real thing later on. Ah, ooh, if it only gets better from here, that is high praise because we both really liked Eisenhorn. So if it gets better. I mean, there's a reason. Uh, wh- wh- who's the guy who did The Shining again? I forget his name. Uh, wasn't Stanley Cooper. Was Steve? Oh, no, yeah, Stanley Cooper movie, did the sorry. movie. Yeah, Stephen King is the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently he once he, he or he either wanted before he passed or like was planning on doing an Eisenhorn movie or something. Um, Whoa, really? Pretty, it, it's like it was like rumored back in the day. I, I need to double check that whole thing, but because I mean, you know, that if anyone was going dope. to take the forty k aesthetic, I would I would trust it to basically two people: him and uh, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, what, which is what a, has he done? Uh, Dune. Ah, okay. Wait, sure. And the new Good, solid choices, solid and, choices. And the new Blade Runner movie. So, like, you know, I, I, mm. I believe in that one. Fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think it's is pretty darn good, pretty darn solid. Like the book, good characters. Yeah. Might even read the other ones on my own time. Hey, all right. Or maybe we'll do it on a book club. Eh, or maybe knows? we'll do it on a book club. Speaking of, uh, what's what's next on our book club docket? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so I thought perhaps it's time that we got a little more uh, meta. Perhaps it's time oh. that we got a little bit more closer to what everyone else wants, so to speak. Um, okay. And so uh, we're going to read Lion, Son of the Forest. Oh, we're finally doing it. We're Let's go. We're finally doing it. All right. Meta this, meta that. Have you ever met a woman? I was, yes, no. I was um, yeah, considering same. either doing that or Gene Father, which is the newest Belisarius Call versus Fabius Bile book. Ooh. Um, but Lion, Son of the Forest, I think, is maybe a bit more important to the current lore of okay. the uh, of the of everything. And you know, I, I've been told it's just fantastic. So. Yeah, I don't think you could have lost either way. Those both sounded like they would have been uh, popular choices. So, well, I'm, I yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Con- Let's do it. I was also considering just forcing you to read the next Gaunt's Ghost book, but I'm just going to do that on my own time. There was a part of me when you were like, "Oh yeah," I immediately started reading the next Gaunt's Ghost book. I was like, "Huh? Maybe next book club uh, has already been decided." Uh, yeah, but nah. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, Lion, Son of the Forest. Lion, Son of the Forest. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on the book club. We will see you hopefully sooner than we did this time. <laughs> and uh, and go ahead and get Lion, Son of the Forest read. Apparently, it is just fantastic. Yeah, see you in three months. <laughs> <laughs>